now. I feel like an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop this time. Like the last time, you better get ready to race to the top. I'm ready to do this, show you what the truth is. I step on the field, it's time to get real. I'm feeling so ruthless. Hey guys, Jamie here, and welcome to another awesome episode of Mindset with Muscle. And first and foremost, I just want to apologize a little bit for the echo. I've recently just refurbished my office and I'm in the process of adding lots of furniture to stop it being so echoey. However, I've only just got back from holiday and I've got one day to get everything done before flying off to Dublin tomorrow for the Irish Muscle Power. But ladies and gents, I've had a fantastic 12 days away just to recharge the batteries and to relax, but also spend lots of time reading. And one of the most fascinating books that I read was by Richard Wiseman, and it's called 59 Seconds. Now, what the book is about, it's a psychology book, but what Richard talks about is that there is a lot of self-help books that don't really help people. And the reason they don't really help people is because although they're anecdotal, what they talk about, there's no science behind the reasoning for doing certain things. Now, I won't go into some of the things that I've seen in the past about self-help, etc., etc., but this book has been really, really interesting because it's science-based studies, lots of interesting things on why people do what they do, and most importantly, don't do what they should do. And it's something that's really fascinated me over these years, and I've shared with you on this podcast over and over again. But something I really want to share with you today is a bit of a recap on the book. Now, the book is around 325 pages, so it's quite a quick read, but it finishes off with a conclusion with nine interesting facts. And it's these nine interesting facts that I want to share with you today, starting off with number one, develop the gratitude attitude. Having people list three things that they are grateful for in life or three events that have gone especially well over the past week can significantly increase their level of happiness for about a month. This, in turn, can cause them to be more optimistic about the future and improve their physical health. Now, this is something that I say all the time. Gratitude, journaling, it's not woo-woo stuff. It's real actionable stuff. And what's great is to hear the science and the research backs it up. So your takeaway point for that one is to focus daily on three things that you are grateful for as it's going to make you happier. Number two, and this is a strange one, place a picture of a baby in your wallet. I'll explain. Putting a photograph of a smiling baby in a wallet increases the chances of the wallet being returned, if lost, by 30%. The baby's big eyes and button nose initiates a deep-seated evolutionary mechanism that causes people to become more caring and thus increases the likelihood of them returning it. So if you're one of those people, ladies and gents, that constantly loses their wallet, stick a picture of a baby in it, and if you do lose it next time, there's a 30% increase of you getting it back. Number three, hang a mirror in your kitchen. Placing a mirror in front of people when they are presented with different food options results in a remarkable 32% reduction in their consumption of unhealthy food. Seeing their own reflection makes them more aware of their body and more likely to eat food that is good for them. So ladies and gents, if you have any space in your kitchen, please, please, please put a mirror in there right next to the cupboard where all the naughty things are. Chances are it might reduce your consumption of them. Number four, and this is one that I am going to implement immediately next week, buy a pot plant for the office. 
Adding plants to an office results in a 15% boost in the number of creative ideas reported by male employees and helps their female counterparts produce more original solutions to problems. The plants help reduce stress and induce good moods, which in turn promote creativity. Now, I'm always trying to find different tools and tactics and tricks to increase productivity. And I can't really see it hurting spending 20 quid on a pot plant in the hope to boost my creativity. So number four, buy a pot plant for the office. Number five, touch people lightly on the upper arm. Now this is a really fascinating one. I've had this done to me. I've done it a couple of times with people and it works incredibly well. Lightly touching someone on their upper arm makes them far more likely to agree to a request because the touch is unconsciously perceived as a sign of high status. In one dating study, the touch produced a 20% increase in the number of people accepting the offer of a dance in a nightclub and 10% increase in people giving their telephone number to a stranger on the street. Of course, you've got to be careful where you do this, but the research is there. You know, if you want to signal a status and you're not that creepy person that's going around touching people in the pub, it can be a nice little thing for you to have a play about with. So number five, touch people lightly on the upper arm. Number six, write about your relationship. Partners spending a few moments each week committing their deepest thoughts and feelings about their relationship to paper boosts the chances of them sticking together by over 20%. Such expressive writing results in partners using more positive language when they speak to one another, leading to a healthier and happier relationship. And it confirms a lot of what I've said in the past, write shit down. It's no good thinking about things. It's no good plumbing things into your phone in the hope that they're going to get done. Get a pen or a pencil, piece of paper, and write shit down. Number seven, deal with potential liars by closing your eyes and asking for an email. The most reliable clues to lying are in the words that people use, with liars tending to lack detail use more ums and ahs, and avoid self-references such as me, mine, and I. In addition, people are about 20% less likely to lie in an email than a telephone call because their words are on record and so more likely to come back and haunt them. So if you're getting someone to give you an answer, make sure it's an answer that's a message that can't be deleted apparently increases your likeliness of them giving a truthful answer by 20%. So if you're trying to get an answer by someone, always use email. Number eight, praise children's effort over ability. Now this is a very interesting one and I did a bit of a test with Eliza on holiday with this. Praising a child's effort rather than their ability, well done, you must have tried very hard, encourages them to try regardless of the consequences, therefore sidestepping any fear of failure. This, in turn, makes them especially likely to attempt challenging problems, find these problems more enjoyable, and try to solve them in their own time. This is something that I found very fascinating because we're always praising Eliza by saying, good job, you're amazing, this, that, and the other, but we didn't really focus on the actual effort that she put in and stuff. So we've kind of changed our wording around now and, and been less about her being awesome at something and just focusing on the effort. So praise children's effort over ability. Number nine, visualize yourself doing, not achieving. Now this is an interesting one. I want to elaborate on this after the conclusion. 
People who visualize themselves taking the practical steps needed to achieve their goals are far more likely to succeed than those who simply fantasize about their dreams becoming a reality. One especially effective technique involves adopting a third-person perspective. Those who visualize themselves as others see them are about 20% more successful than those adopting a first-person view. Something that I've said before is the Truman Show effect. Look at yourself out of your body as if people are viewing what it is that you're doing. Are you living your life as you should be or are you lying to yourself and it's important to have that kind of mentality if there was cctv footage following you around in your day-to-day are you doing the work or are you not this in itself as the science has shown can see a 20 percent success increase now something that's really important and where a lot of people go wrong is when it comes to fat loss they visualize themselves having abs already rather than looking at the steps they need to do to get there A lot of people say to me, how do I get abs? And it's as if they've already focused on the result instead of the work and the steps that it takes to get there. So number nine, visualize yourself doing, not achieving. And finally, I thought there was nine, but there's actually 10. Consider your legacy. Asking people to spend just a minute imagining a close friend standing up at their funeral and reflecting on their personal and professional legacy helps them to identify their long-term goals and assess the degree to which they are progressing towards making those goals a reality. Now, I want you to think carefully about this one. If you did pass away, what would someone say about you at your funeral? Now, it's quite a harsh thing to think about, but not at the same time. What do you want to be known for? And are you doing the thing that you want to be known for? If you're not, it's time to start sorting that out start focusing on what it is that you want to be known for be fully aware of what it is that you want to leave as a legacy you know do you want to be known for being kind you want to be known for creating an impact what is it and start living your life leaving that legacy that is the quick conclusion of Richard Wiseman's 59 seconds book it's a very fascinating book and I highly recommend reading it they go into really deep detail on all 10 of those in each chapter and it's a fascinating book you know something that I'm always amazed by is the research that has gone into books like this and the evidence that has shown that a few little tweaks and changes in your office in your life and the way that you think can have up to 20 to 30 percent more effective results legends that is it from the mindset of muscle podcast we're going to be back next week and i'm going to be finishing with my favorite quote and that's what you put in your body affects how you look and how you feel and what you put in your head affects what you think and what you do and today you have been filling your head with me jamie alderton legends if you enjoyed this episode please 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 head on over to itunes give us a review your reviews are so important because it ups the ranks of the podcast and more people get to listen to this on a weekly basis ladies and gents thank you ever so much for listening to the podcast and i'll see you next week my time.